This is a Federal News Network podcast. The National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation has urged the Federal Labor Relations Authority to end automatic payroll deductions for federal employee union dues, citing a Supreme Court ruling last year that struck them down for non-federal government employees. For more, William Messenger, staff attorney for the foundation, joins me now. Mr. Messenger, good to have you on. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Tell us in the filing, uh, in the statement that you placed with the Federal Labor Relations Authority, the FLRA, what is it specifically you're asking them to do? To make federal dues deduction policy comply with the Supreme Court's decision uh, in Janus. Uh, In Janus, the Supreme Court held that uh, the government cannot deduct union dues or fees from an individual's wages without consent that amounts to a waiver of that individual's First Amendment rights because an individual has a First Amendment right not to support union speech. So in order for the government to take an individual's money to support union speech, the government needs a waiver. Uh, And so the Federal Labor Relations Authority should issue guidance to make federal dues deduction policies comply uh, with the Supreme Court's uh, constitutional decision in Janus. Now, does this also apply to private unions where people have certified a union through a vote, presumably, and therefore you're voting for whatever comes along with union representation, or how does that all work? Whether Janus extends to private employees is still unresolved, because uh, that raises some additional questions, uh, mainly dealing with what's called state action. Uh, but Janus definitely deals with government dues or fee deductions. In fact, in Janus itself, uh, what the case involved was an Illinois statute that called for the deduction of union fees uh, from the wages of employees. And the Supreme Court held that that enforcement of that statute was unconstitutional unless the government could prove that the individuals consented to the deductions uh, and that that consent amounted to a First Amendment waiver. Yeah, so how does the First Amendment come into this? That's the one that guarantees freedom of speech. Tell us the relationship between union dues deduction and free speech. First Amendment protects not only the right to speak, but also the right not to be compelled to speak or the right to be compelled to subsidize someone else's speech. So to be an easy example, the government couldn't force anybody to uh, subsidize the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. That would be a violation of that individual's First Amendment rights. Well, what the court recognized in Janus was that, you know, a union, a public sector union's function is advocacy. It's to influence the government uh, and to influence government policy, and that is a political activity, or at the very least, it's speech. And that therefore, it violates the First Amendment for the government to compel any individual to subsidize union speech without their consent. It'd be no different than the government forcing an individual to subsidize any other advocacy group uh, against their will. Uh, So the First Amendment comes in through its uh, protection against uh, government-compelled speech. Would that be true, then, if, say, the union forswears any political activity and strictly adheres to its uh, a policy of advocating to the employer on behalf of whatever benefits that they feel are deserved by the workers and kept out of the realm of politics? Would that also be the case, then, too? One of the Supreme Court's key insights in Janus was that all the functions of a public sector union are, in fact, political or speech, because a public sector union's function is to influence or speak to the government, to change government policy in terms of uh, the amounts of money paid to government employees, uh, what government policies are. And so all of that is speech. Uh, The easiest example is lobbying. You know, lobbying is obviously something covered by the First Amendment. No one could be forced to subsidize lobbying. And what a government union does is effectively lobby the government. I mean, bargaining with the government and lobbying the government are indistinguishable. 
In either case, the entity has used the First Amendment's words, petitioning the government for a redress of grievances. And under the First Amendment, as the Supreme Court construed it in Janus, no individual can be compelled to subsidize uh, that speech. So to perhaps give an example, you know, it'd be unconstitutional to uh, compel an individual to support a union's lobbying in the government. Therefore, it's equally uh, unconstitutional to compel an individual to support a, a union's bargaining with the government. Because bargaining with the government, lobbying in the government, it's the same thing. There's no difference. We're speaking with William Messenger. He's a staff attorney for the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. But then how does the union or how does the individual employee get around that? Is there a way to waive your First Amendment rights if you are in a union? Absolutely. If an individual, well, first, any individual could voluntarily pay dues to a union if they wanted to through their own mechanisms. The question here is, when can the government take an individual's money to transfer it to a union? Or in the context here, when, the, when can the federal government deduct uh, money from an individual's wages and transfer it to a union? And because you have that government taking, uh, in order to make it constitutional, you need a waiver. And the case law is rather clear on what a waiver requires, because there's a lot of case law concerning constitutional waivers. In order to prove a waiver, as the court held in Janus, you need clear and compelling evidence of a voluntary, knowing, and intelligent waiver. In other words, that the individual knew they had a First Amendment right and made a deliberate choice to waive that First Amendment right. Uh, in this case, their First Amendment right not to subsidize uh, the union speech. And so what the Found Right to Work Foundation is asking of the Federal Labor Relations Authority is that it issue guidance saying that, one, current government dues deduction policy doesn't comply with Janus because the federal government currently doesn't require uh, any sort of waiver, and the two um, policy must be changed to comply with that that in order for the federal government to deduct any monies for union speech from an employee's wages, the federal government must have proof that the individual waived uh, their First Amendment rights. So then they would have to sign, say, a card to that particular effect? Yes, at, the ver- at a minimum. At a minimum, you would need something that can show that the individual was notified, you know, you have a First Amendment right not to subsidize you know, this union speech and that you are expressly agreeing to waive that right and allow the government to take your money Uh, to subsidize uh, the union. Couldn't the union argue that the act of voting to join the union or certify the union is itself an expression of of that waiver of rights? Uh, No, because it doesn't prove either a knowing or intelligent waiver of the First Amendment right. Um, And the knowing part is probably the most important. In order to waive any constitutional right, you have to be notified of it, or you have to prove that the individual knew of it. And so an individual's decision to, say, join a union doesn't indicate in any way that they knew they had a First Amendment right not to join the union. But if a union, say, were to have an election and the ballots specifically stated by joining or voting to certify this union, you expressly waive your First Amendment rights, that then would be kosher under Janus? It wouldn't be a vote for the union. So it's sort of there's two issues here. The first is monopoly union representation of the union coming in to become the representative of the individuals, and that's usually through a vote. Um, what you're describing. Then the second question is, after the union is the representative, there's a separate process for if individuals want to become members of the union or authorize uh, government dues deductions. Uh, So there isn't necessarily a tie-in between voting for union representation and, you know, whether or not an individual authorizes uh, government dues deduction. Uh, And under Janus, uh, what we're talking about here with the Federal Labor Relations Authority is that in order to authorize government dues deductions, the government needs proof that the individual waived their First Amendment rights. And under current policy, the federal government 
doesn't hasn't required that proof. But after Janus, uh, it needs to. And we'd very much like the Federal Labor Relations Authority to issue guidance to that effect, uh, that moving forward, uh, you know, under the Federal Labor uh, Dues Deduction Statute, that proof of a waiver is required in order for the government uh, to take any money uh, from an individual's wages for a union. And a couple of other questions. The deduction of by payroll, isn't that just simply a convenience that was implied consent by the part of the employee? It's, it's a way to pay union dues, yes, um, you know, to have it deducted by the wages. But given that an individual has a First Amendment right not to subsidize union speech, it follows that in order for the government to take that money from an individual's wages, it needs proof, the government needs proof, that the individual has waived that right. So really the question here is what does the government need to avoid infringing on its employees' constitutional rights? So, for example, if the government, federal government, just started taking money from every employee's wages for the union, that would obviously be unconstitutional under Janus. That's what Illinois was doing, what the Supreme Court held was unconstitutional in Janus. It needs some kind of proof that those employees that it's taking money from for the union have waived their rights. And the point of these comments and the guidance the authority is seeking is that right now the federal government uh, has not required that proof in the past, and it needs to in the future. Uh, to comply with the Supreme Court's 2018 decision in Janus. William Messenger is a staff attorney for the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your interest in the subject. Next, we'll hear from an attorney from the National Treasury Employees Union for why the checkoff should stay. We'll post both interviews at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Let's get you taken care of.